like nostalgic movie review from nerdy married man welcome everybody to my brand new podcast with my brand new co-host this is new and nostalgic movie reviews from nerdy married men i'm steven mcgee and this is david olivier great to be here Amazing guys, my brother-in-law. So each week we're going to give you guys a different movie that you guys can watch along with us and we're going to discuss that movie, review it, tell you all the things we like and don't like about it, all the things, the spoilers, whatever. Uh, We're going to try to do every episode with the same kind of format, but at the end of the episode we're going to go into the spoilers, so if you want to listen to our review a little bit before we get into spoilers, we're going to have a little section beforehand of like what the plot is, some things we like, some things we didn't like, the casting choices, all those things we're going to talk about before we get into spoilers. So just so you guys know that. Our first movie of the day um, is we're going to do a kind of a scenario where we're doing like a good pick, bad pick. And then at the end of the month, we're going to do a remake versus original. So we're starting out with one of my good picks, which is Eurovision. I can't remember yeah. the entire title. Uh, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. <laughs> yeah, it's a long title. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> this is a Netflix original, um, and it's one that I, I'm so surprised I have not heard a lot of people talking about. It is really shocking to me, especially with the cast. It's a Netflix original. Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams, Pierce Bronson... Like uh, Dan Stevens, Demi Lovato, Graham Norton. Like there's a big cast for this movie. Big cast. Uh, It's quite a surprise movie for me. Like he said, I have not ever heard of the movie, Um, but it is a uh, it's a hidden gem, Uh, especially if you love Will Ferrell. You know, Will Ferrell himself is he plays Will Ferrell. He's great. (laughs) He's great in everything he does. But if if, just a warning, if you're not a a fan of Will Ferrell comedy, it's probably not going to click with you. But he just he knocks it out of the park as always. That's that's oh, yeah. Will Ferrell. And then Rachel McAdams, too. It's just a wonderful like well, co-star. And one of the things that I've been really noticing lately is I have been loving these casting choices where they put these couples together that I would never have thought of in my mind. Oh, yeah. So, like, you don't picture Rachel McAdams <laughs> doing a movie with Will Ferrell. I mean, she's done a great variety yeah. before of like comedy and action and whatnot. Like, I mean, my first outing with Rachel McAdams was Mean Girls, you know? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and I mean, that, that, that movie's phenomenal, but it's another time. But uh, yeah, just wonderful how they, and then I never thought, you know, Pierce Brosnan would be, <laughs> like, he, he, he plays Will Ferrell's character's father in this movie, and it's just, it's amazing. And yes. <laughs> it's, it's so bizarre, but it's fantastic. And the weirdest thing about him playing Will Ferrell's dad is he's only 13 years older than Will Ferrell is. Oh, yeah, I, you know, I... <laughs> I saw that the other day and it just blew my mind because I mean, I knew they were closer in age, but I'm like, wow, only 13 years apart. <laughs> so it's just. So him playing his dad in this movie was really hilarious. <laughs> really, really good. But um, one of the things, like, I'm talking about with those, like, casting choices is there's been a lot of movies recently have been doing that. Um, like, Seth Rogen had one with Charlize Theron that was really good, whereas, like, a rom com. With them two together, and I would have. I was like, that's a weird couple combo. Um, Owen Wilson just did one with J Lo. Oh, that's yeah, he was Marry in Me. that new movie, Marry Me, yeah, and that was really good. Like, some of these like weird casting choices, like, well, that's a weird couple, but I'm like, these are perfect actually, like, <laughs> they have good chemistry. Like, it's weird how good a chemistry they have with such a different style of acting because Rachel McAdams typically in that more serious acting role. Besides Mean Girls. Yep. 
but she usually does like the rom-coms and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, come on, like the notebook. Yeah. (laughs) This, this girl is going from that. And you know, of course she did like Dr. Strange and then to this, it's a, it's a, she has a really good variety. She's got uh, the movie spotlight, which is just, I still really want to watch this movie. It's on my list to watch, but it's one of those movies that like I have to be in the right mood for because it's about uh, the Catholic Church and child molestation. Oh, yeah. Okay. And she's a reporter doing a I story on it. Yeah. Have you seen uh, her other romantic movie, The Vow? Oh, yeah. That one That one I found surprising. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's one of those ones. So, like, I, I I hate it and I like it at the same time. But well, I know they, uh, you know, they Hollywood took their creative liberties with that one. It's yeah. made a lot of different choices from the original. But uh, but yeah, that that's uh, this is not the vow. <laughs> this is Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> so let me go ahead and read the IMD plot synopsis for this movie. I'll put some background music on while I do it. When inspiring musicians Lars and Sigrid are given the opportunity to represent their country at the world's biggest song competition, they finally have a chance to prove that any dream worth having is a dream worth fighting for. Wait, very good. <laughs> Which I didn't know this before I watched this, but Eurovision is actually a legit biggest song competition in the entire world. It is a actual contest that happens every year mm-hmm. and the winning country of the contest each so i should preface this but eurovision has i think it's between like 40 and 60 countries that always participate they each send one team uh, one band or one singer to this competition and then they all compete in like a american idol style competition to see which country has the best song that year. And the winning country hosts the next year. So it's a really interesting concept. Well, like I feel like it's a great way to bring countries, communities together. I think it's just really cool. Like just, yeah, the way people come together. Oh yeah. Well, and like, it's, that's the thing that I actually like follow now. And I watch a bunch of Eurovision stuff. Like actually one of my favorite TikTokers was just on Eurovision. Really? Yeah. That's cool. He was on the UK's team for Eurovision. And I saw his, I, I was looking through karaoke songs. I do karaoke all the time. And it said like this, uh, the guy's name is Sam Ryder. Um, but I saw like a karaoke song pop up that said Sam Ryder. And it said Eurovision song. And I was like, wait, what? And I looked it up and I'm going to do it at my next karaoke night. Because it's like, it's an amazing song. And I'm like, nice. holy fuck. And I was like, I know this guy. I've been following this guy for like a, a year or two now. Like, this is so crazy. Like knowing someone that actually participated in it and knowing them following. Them. <laughs> Follow on TikTok. Yeah. Um, so Rotten Tomatoes scores for this movie. Critic scores is at 63%. Um, audience score is actually 77%. So there's a big difference here. A lot of critics are typically pretty harsh on comedy movies. Um, there are some things that I agree with why it's a lower rating. Um, like for me, there's one of the things that always annoys me is that third act conflict. <laughs> yeah, there's a, they, they have, a lot of these comedies throw in a, a little conflict where between the romantic interests, you know, there's there's got to be some sort of fight and then some sort of resolution. Right before the big song, you know, well, they're going to have to have that one little fight and got to have that last will they, won't they? The, end, yeah. <laughs> um, the songs in this movie 
are incredible. Yeah, the music, all outstanding. Um, I don't think there was one song in it I didn't like. Yeah, it's seriously like I listen to the soundtrack a lot. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to deny it in the slightest. Oh, no, I, I downloaded it that while I was watching the movie. I'm like, oh, let's get this. Right. Um, so uh, other facts about the movie. This movie came out in 2020. Like we said, it's a Netflix original. Uh, it's PG-13 and it runs two hours and three minutes. Which in in my opinion, like it's it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. But there there are it's a little bit of point in the middle where the movie feels oh, just a little correct. too long. I feel like they could have cut like a half hour out of this movie and it still would have been just as good. They, if not better. Sometimes it drags on a little, but it's 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 a minor discrepancy. If they cut that entire section um where he gets sent back home or where he goes back home, they could have shortened that. There's there's a two specific scenes in that section that I absolutely love one in particular, uh, non spoilery when he's, uh, having a conversation with his father. Oh, I think yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful scene. It's actually <laughs> probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie because of what his father tells him. That is true. Um, but other, yeah, that it, it just feels a little too long at points. Yeah. They could have probably gone without all the, uh, the American people. Yeah, I, it's they shoehorned in uh, American tourists to be a uh, plot device so uh, Will Ferrell can get back to the competition and made him just comedy fodder the yep. entire time too. Which <laughs> there was some funny things, but it was just like, ah, uh, yes, we've heard it all before. Go back and enjoy your Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, there's a Starbucks around here. Yeah, it's over there. I don't know every corner. Jeez. <laughs> Like it's so uh it's so bizarre. Um we should say that Rachel McAdams and Will Farrell, they are childhood friends. They've been friends since they were very young children. Um and Will Farrell saw ABBA on the band ABBA on Eurovision, which they actually did compete in Eurovision. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and they actually did compete with Waterloo at Eurovision. So that was an actual clip from their Eurovision <laughs> tour. And uh, Will Ferrell falls in love with the idea of singing. His mother had just passed away recently. He was depressed. He fi finds a love for music, watching ABBA at Eurovision, has the dream. Him and Sigrid are going to win Eurovision someday. That's a good and they, uh, they, they live in Iceland. Yep. Uh, what is it? Specifically Husavik, Iceland. Yes. Which, to kind of go off of that, the, the scenery in that country is beautiful. Oh, it really uh, is. Like, I, I know, I, th I believe they filmed on location for the most part. Um, but that Husavik is, is beautiful. I mean, it's a, it's, like a fishing town slash a tourist attraction. Apparently I was reading up on and I just, it, it looks like it was represented it re very well. Yeah, it was, it was done well, but yes. I mean, that's, you know, being an American, not someone from that country. So, I mean, who knows if someone from <laughs> Iceland is like, ah, they just shit on my country, but, <laughs> but no, it, it, I feel like it, it was just this beautiful location. Oh yeah. Very, very. Um, awesome with that. Um, so yeah, uh, one of the other fun facts about like the places where it was filmed, part of this movie was actually like all the Eurovision scenes in this movie 
were filmed on the 2019 Eurovision stage. That's really cool. And sometimes they filmed like certain songs and stuff during commercial breaks of Eurovision. <laughs> so Eurovision was actually happening. They would take a commercial break. They would bring out Will Ferrell and crew. They would record their song. Like Volcano Man was actually filmed during a commercial break during Eurovision competition. <laughs> that's really neat. That's cool. <laughs> I'm like, that's so cool. Like, uh, they, they were really hard on incorporating a lot of Eurovision into this movie, which is another reason why I think this movie deserves a lot of love. Um, this the song along scene. Oh, it's it's amazing. I know it has a uh, lot of people in that scene that actually were contestants, contestants uh, in Eurovision and or winners of Eurovision. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So that was so cool. Um, Moonfang, uh, they were a band at Eurovision. Um, they're a Finnish metal group that actually won in 2006. Um, Molly Sandin, which I'm probably saying some of the, her name wrong. It's It's got a little asterisk on it for pronunciation, but I don't know how to pronounce Icelandic names. Mm. I'm not even going to try, so don't fault me for <laughs> butchering her name. But she actually was a part of the Junior Eurovision, and she's actually the voice of Sigrid singing. That's right. She did the singing, singing voice for Sigrid, yep. which um, is so well done. Yeah, Rachel McAdams recorded songs only for vocal mixing. So they mixed their two voices together to make oh, it sound, okay. to make it look like it was more her singing. That's why her lip singing was so good in this movie. Yeah. Like, it actually is one of the best lip singing I've seen in a movie. And yeah, the dub was. There is one scene where Rachel McAdams scene actually sings. And it's um, when she's rehearsing her song that she's writing in the hotel room. Really? And Lars, uh, Will Ferrell's waiting He's outside. listening outside. That's cool. So that's actually Rachel McAdams singing that song. That's the only time it's just her. That's really cool. Good for her. <laughs> and on, on the opposite spectrum, you know, then you have Will that, uh, actually he's saying <laughs> every song he's, he's saying, which I mean is, you know, kind of expected from him. I mean, he, well, and it's, it's like, it's it, the funny thing is it's not bad. Like there's parts where it's like, no, like you wouldn't expect him to actually sound like a good singer. And there, there are points like, I mean, it sounds like Will Ferrell singing. If you can picture it in your mind, it's exactly how you're picturing it. But it, it's not bad. Volcano <laughs> like it's just it's so, uh, yeah, it's, it's Will Ferrell. Um, so I guess, let's see. We talked about some, you got any more fun facts? Um, Fun facts. Oh, I know. Um, so Will Ferrell, uh, in order to prep for the role, I know he actually went to the 2018 Eurovision, oh, nice. uh, which was in Lisbon. I'm saying it horribly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lisbon, Portugal. But apparently he went there uh, to observe it and uh, he actually um, helped out with some of the stuff going on oh, at nice. that Eurovision. So he apparently that's really cool. Like he got to prep for the role there. That's awesome. Yeah. Like I seriously, the amount of time they've spent at Eurovision and watching Eurovision and having all the artists from Eurovision and stuff in this movie, like it's incredible. They really did their research. Um, let's see. So let's see. Um, some other things that I thought were just fucking fantastic. Uh, there's a there's a scene towards the beginning of the movie where they're playing for just a bar, and. <laughs> The bar uh, bar attendants all just keep asking for them to play this one song called Zha Zha Ding Dong, <laughs> which apparently Zha Zha Ding Dong 
is an homage to uh, apparently like a lot of years at Eurovision. There's a country that comes out with a song that has just random onomatopoeic style of oh, word okay. choices or something that is easy for any country to sing along to. And several of those songs have actually won Eurovision. So this wasn't a homage to that. It's a nonsense song with nonsense words. Just make it easy for people to sing along to. <laughs> That's fun. That's really fun. And uh, one of the things that I love about it is when they <laughs> when they're getting asked to play it at one point, Wires gets mad and he goes outside and he's like, "No, I went up like Jaya Ding Dong." <laughs> and then he goes outside and he's like. What was it? I can't take this shit. I, it is like this much shit. And I can only take this much shit. <laughs> it's just a lot of shit. And then he screams, shit. And a glacier from behind falls down because he yells shit so loud. <laughs> just dying laughing the entire time. I was like, God damn it, Will Ferrell. <laughs> um, I love how they had some Icelandic fairy tale stuff in it with the elves. Oh, the, the elves, <laughs> the, the whole elf subplot was just fantastic. <laughs> like the whole movie secret is praying to these elves and uh, Lars, Will Ferrell's character just, he doesn't believe in the elves. Apparently it's just a little fol folklore from Iceland and it's just when things happen, the elves like get blamed. Like th there's this scene where, Something happens, um, and it's one of my favorite quotes from Secret. But she just goes, oh, "The elves went too far." <laughs> we'll just, talk about that in the spoiler yeah, section because it is kind of a spoiler. That's you need to see that scene before we talk about it. I mean, obviously, you can listen to the spoilers if you want to beforehand, but I would suggest watching this one for sure. It's definitely a fun movie. Um, but yeah, that one is so funny. They actually have like these mini tiny houses, like a little like small little like four house little setup for these elves that are like miniature. And people go and leave snacks and like drinks and stuff for the elves. I'm just like, what the? <laughs> it's, it's too good. Uh, let's see. Oh, one of my other favorite parts is they're getting ready for one of their performances. And Lars starts stuffing his pants to make his junk look big. <laughs> and Seagrid's like, what are you doing? He's like, ah, I want to draw attention to my, my crotch. <laughs> Make it look big for the camera. And she's like, oh, I want to draw attention to my crotch as well. I'll do a camel. I'll do a classic camel. It is never out of style. It looks good. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, Will Ferrell looks in the mirror. He's like, oh, yeah, it's very nice. It looks good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, what the hell? Uh, but yeah, I guess do we want to give our kind of scores for it and then go into spoilers. Yeah, sure. Um, so I actually gave this movie a 74%. Um, I think this is really, really fantastic movie. Great comedy, amazing movie, uh, music, um, like a lot of just really awesome stuff that brings a lot of attention to a culture and a part of the world that I've never paid attention to. Um, so for that, I give it a higher rating, but there is some downfalls to it. Like David was saying there, it does lull a little bit in like the third act, getting a little bit towards the end. There's just this period where you're just like, just can we get to the, <laughs> yeah, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd probably say something. So my score would probably be closer to a seven, like a flat 70%, just, you know, a solid C grade. 
it's passing. Um, and, and that, you know, it's for similar reasons. It feels a bit too long. Some of the points that drag on are falling short with some of the humor in the movie. Like the humor is generally pretty good, but some of it, it just it either falls short or some jokes get drawn on a little too long. Yeah. Um, and then there are points where um, Lars's character uh, just frustrates me a little. And oh, yeah. <laughs> he's definitely yeah. a frustrating main character you're like you're you're on the side of sigrid the entire movie <laughs> yeah oh absolutely <laughs> like, like there's never just, a time you're like like against her lars's character like his his dream his heart is in his dream which is wonderful but he just he comes off as a very selfish character yeah. and i mean it's it's to create that comedy romantic conflict yeah. you know and and i get it but there were some points where i'm like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you gotta give her something Lars like, like yeah sometimes his selfishness feels like it is being more used as a plot device instead of his character being genuine it is yes. more of a I am selfish because the plot needs me to be yes. so we can move the movie along I, I will definitely agree with that because there's times where like the way he's doing things you think that Lars would actually do that and there's other times like why is he being this way like, exactly it's there's no reason he would be doing this exactly and like yeah it just it didn't make sense for some of the things that's why i can't give it a higher rating but i am more with the audience generalization rating of this is this is just like c c plus kind of area is getting close to that i think i think everyone should at least watch this movie once yeah guaranteed and i mean if you like i mean i'm pro i'm definitely gonna watch it again i thought it was good oh yeah but it's at least at least watch it once. Get the experience because it's it's a worthwhile experience. All right. So let's go into some spoilers. Spoiler talk. <laughs> Cheering. For thank, you, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So as we alluded to earlier, um, one of the funniest parts of this movie is definitely uh they're they're coming up so like each country comes up with like 10 to 12 singers that they kind of put in their final aspect of the competition and then they narrow it down to one from that yep and they have 11 acts picked out and they're just needing a 12th one just for regulation and so they have a box of just random tapes and cds and stuff and one of the guys blindly picks out a fire saga <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's how they get in the competition. And yep. the main reason they do that is because they already have their minds and hearts set on one particular group from Iceland that they're like, that's who's going to win. So let's Tatiana. Just, yep. Tatiana, uh, who's played by Demi Lovato, I yep. believe. Yes, it is. Um, which she does a great job. It, oh, it's this is like, honestly, this is one of my favorite of her songs that she's saying. She does really good. Um, I believe the song. What is that song? Looking in the mirror. Oh, it's that's a it's a great song. It's a great performance. It's fantastic. And honestly, I like Demi Lovato in this movie, especially later on. It's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. And I mean, now that we are in spoilers, you yeah. know, I, I talked earlier about the elves went too far. So they all, you know, they all do their practice songs and whatnot, and they party and um, Lars and Sigrid uh, decide not to go to the after party, which is on this boat that you know, just dance party going on in the boat. And while they're, you know, kind of being sad and things aren't going well for them in the background, 
the boat suddenly just explodes into a fireball. <laughs> and it's just absolutely hilarious. And that's why she says the elves went too far because she prayed to the elves that they would make win to, to make it to Eurovision. <laughs> and it's just, it's great. And what he's talking about, Demi, later in the movie, she keeps showing up as a spirit apparition to Lars, but it is her dead self. So she is just burnt to a crisp and like just missing an arm. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah. It's, it's just so fantastic in that moment. And it's just like, it's so bizarre. Cause you don't see it coming. And like part of the ship and stuff is like flying by them and almost hitting them. And like, Oh shit. Oh, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> definitely not something that I, I did not expect that, you know, it was, it was one of those comedic moments that actually like it landed really well. Cause they're having this like moment and they're just, we're not going to make it to Eurovision. I'm like, well, I mean, they're probably my dream. They're probably going to find some way to still get into Eurovision. And then the boat explodes. It, well, unexpected. And with, cause a lot of times in these like competition kind of shows and movies and stuff, we have it where they're really good, but they come from like, a, a school that's not like ever been in this competition or hasn't been in this competition in years, like sister act or something like that where, Oh, we're just a bunch of delinquents. No one's going to pay attention, but they're really good. And they, they make it to the competition because of how good they are. Mm -hmm. But then this one, they're not good. Or, everyone, <laughs> everyone hates, them. everyone hates how they sound. Just don't think they're a great band. I mean, but also at the same time, a lot of the characters in the movie think that Seagrid's character is an amazing singer. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, the, the joke is that Will Ferrell is holding them back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we get that pretty much throughout the entire movie. Uh, oh, one of the things I love, too, when the ship blows up is uh, Seagrid says... <laughs> It's just so sad. It's a great tragedy. <laughs> it's, it's a great tragedy. <laughs> because obviously they're like, we made it to Eurovision. Oh. Yeah, like they're trying to be but sad. But can't oh. help but smile. <laughs> um, one of the things I thought was another just amazing moment is when they're actually going to the Eurovision competition, they're walking around and like getting the lay of the land in the new country they're in. Mm -hmm. um, there's this awesome thing, and I love when movies do this. Uh, there's this beautiful piano music playing in the background as they're walking through this park and then you get and it cuts to the piano player playing in the park yeah and i love when movies do that when they incorporate the background music into the actual scene itself and it didn't seem like it was going to do that until it just happened and i thought that was such a cool cinematic moment really fucking beautiful beautiful song beautiful scenery just mm -hmm. everything about that was awesome um let's see Oh, uh, we start seeing the ghost of Katiana later on in the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really great because uh, uh, when the explosion happened with the boat uh, on top of the debris flying by them, uh, Tatiana's arm lands on the dock next to them. And it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And that's what, what, like I mentioned earlier, she shows up missing an arm. She's burnt to a crisp. Half her hair is gone. It's just it, it's so funny. It's It's pretty fantastic. And you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and she's always warning him because one of the people that like runs Iceland, like runs the financial side of Iceland's country mm -hmm. is against them winning Eurovision because he says they don't have enough money to support. If they win Eurovision, they won't be able to host Eurovision properly because they don't have enough money in their country to do it. Yep. But everyone in Iceland besides him is like, 
we need this to bring love to Iceland that will bring in money, that will bring in fame, that everyone will want to come see Iceland because of our winning. And so it, it, it's a really interesting conflict there. And she's starting to warn him, like, this guy's bad news. <laughs> Auntie, uh, she, she warns him, but it's almost like a vague warning. Yeah. She says, like, you know, things like he's he's bad news or what, you know, stuff like that. And we don't really know necessarily who she's talking about. So the big reveal, like, so since we're in spoiler territory, Lars goes back to Iceland and he runs into this gentleman that is on the Iceland board team um, that is wanting to sabotage anything. And he offers help to Lars and he's like, well, let me make a stop. And they stop over by the elves' houses, the little like doll houses. Because Lars is finally giving in to her ideas. He is. He finally given in. He decides, you know, he loves her. He wants to get things going. He wants to be back at the competition. And this guy decides to pull a hitman. <laughs> yeah, pull a hitman. He pulls out a little string of wire and starts choking out Lars with it, and it's great. And then suddenly the guy dies, and it turns out the elves stabbed him in the back with a knife. You never <laughs> see boy, the, the elves are real. <laughs> apparently, the elves are real, and uh, the, you never see the elves in the movie. No, but when I picture it, the elves I picture are from. You guys know those uh, those cookie commercials, those elves that live in a tree. Keebler elves, yeah, the Keebler elves. I think that's what they're called, right? Yeah. Those cookies. That's what I kind of picture them like, because the little houses in the movie remind me. Like, I, I almost pictured them as like little like gremlin kind of things, almost. Oh, like a, almost a terrifying and horror. I pictured like the like, like cute almost elves. like like Dobby, like if Dobby and a gremlin were mixed together, like that's what I pictured. Okay, okay. <laughs> and, so they throw a knife into the, the main bad guy's back while he's strangling Will Ferrell. And Will Ferrell like looks down and he's like, oh shit, the elves are real. And then he like looks up and you see the front door of the house shut real quick. He's like, he pulls the knife out. He's like, you forgot your little knife. I'll just lay it right here. It's <laughs> At that point, I know it was it was comedy, but part of me like... I was like, don't touch the knife. You get <laughs> yeah, your fingerprints on it. Exactly what I thought I was like, okay, well, uh, if Iceland has any sort of forensic evidence, you just, yeah, yeah, you I guess that guy. But I guess it was still would be technically self-defense. So he might still get out of it. Maybe. <laughs> or, or, you know, he's going to get out of it. Like he got out of jail that first time <laughs> where a secret comes in. Oh, just be cool, man. Just let me go. Yeah, be cool. Oh, you're not cool. You, you're going to be cool. <laughs> be cool. Be cool, man. Be cool. <laughs> and he lets him go because he wants to be cool. <laughs> he wants to be cool. But yeah, that, that, that whole little side plot there, it, it was great. You know, the guy admits that he's the one that blew up the boat and he's just, he doesn't want Iceland to win. Yeah. And so I, I thought it was pretty funny um, twist. The hamster wheel catastrophe in Eurovision as well. That's right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's another thing we should talk about, which that hamster wheel is actually was a homage to Ukrainian entry in 2014. They did a song called TikTok, and they had a girl and guy duo where the girl was mainly singing and he was in the hamster wheel most of the time. And so it was an homage to that. That's interesting. Wow. So and now in 2014, did that particular set have a problem like it did in the movie? I don't think it did. I watched part of it, but I didn't watch the entire set of it. And I didn't see anything where it would have gotten away from him. It was was a pretty good moment in the movie. Like the hamster wheel falls off and Will Ferrell's just running in like, oh, crap, you know, and 
it gets caught in her dress. Yeah, Secret's dress or, scarf. Uh, or scarf gets caught in it. It's too long. <laughs> for a second, I thought they were going to just flat out kill the character. Oh, I'm like, no, this is, this is a comedy. They won't kill her. But I just, it would have been an interesting, you know, horrific change of events. But yeah, uh, so the hamster wheel comes off of its thing and crashes into the crowd during the performance, which this performance was actually going really well. Yeah. People were actually starting to really like Iceland. Um, Graham Norton, who is actually a UK broadcaster, and he actually is the UK broadcaster for Eurovision competition every year. That's neat. <laughs> so he's in this movie and he's broadcasting for us, the audience, and he's talking about, oh, they were doing, oh, Iceland actually did sound kind of good there for a second, but they're definitely probably going to lose now. Um, turns out, though, and like Will Ferrell gets all upset afterwards. This is where the third act conflict comes in. Yep. He says they're done. Their dream's gone. It's never going to happen. He storms off and wants to just go back home. Leaves before the votes even come in. He's like, you know what? It's a catastrophe. We've lost. I'm out. And he leaves her. She pleads for him to stay and is like, you know, quit thinking about yourself. It's one of those selfish moments Mm -hmm. that I was mentioning earlier. And yeah, he he just leaves and she gets to witness the results herself. Yeah, which the results coming start coming in, and they're getting a lot of third place and some second place votes. People are actually voting for that. They didn't expect any votes. They were expected to just land, slide, lose. So they actually make it into the finals. And this entire time, throughout the entire movie, she's been wanting to sing And Icelandic, and she's been wanting to sing her own song mm-hmm. that she's been writing. And Lars thought she was writing it for one of the other contestants. Um... Alexander, I can't remember his name fully, but he's the guy who sings the Lion of Love song. Yep. <laughs> which they have the uh, the jokes throughout the entire movie that he's gay, but he doesn't want to admit that he's gay because he's from Russia and you're not allowed to be gay in Russia. <laughs> well, yeah, she uh, she's really been wanting to sing it and uh, she's also been trying to hit, I forget what that note's called, but it's a specific oh. note that is like, you know, pure from the heart. This like beautiful note that everyone knows. The soul note. This, whatever. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like a soul note. I forget the term. The, the, there's an Icelandic term of what it's actually called, but it, it translates to the soul note. Yeah. It's the note that all of your being basically hits this and everyone can feel it. Everyone knows how powerful and how much mm-hmm. like passion you have and love into it. And it's just that note where like generally if you're a person who gets goosebumps, this is going to be that note you're just like, Oh, yeah, like that was do that little shimmy. <laughs> uh, it's it's beautiful, and it, um, the song it, it's called Husavik. It's it's about uh-huh. Husavik, Iceland, and it is beautiful. Um, she sings in Icelandic uh, for parts of it, and yeah. it's probably one of my favorite songs in the whole movie. It's and, it's probably the best one in the movie, yeah, honestly. Yeah, um, it's just phenomenally done. Good it's, song to end on. And well, one of the things that I actually really enjoyed about this movie, they do not win this competition. They actually get disqualified because Will Ferrell says that they should switch songs from their song they did for the semifinals. Which was Volcano Man, wasn't it? Uh, no, no, it was uh, the two. Volcano Man was the first song yeah. they were singing. What's it called? But the, the song yeah. that was during their hamster wheel debacle. <laughs> but uh, in Eurovision, you're supposed to stick with the same song the whole time. And yep. he just... He start. He shows up last minute before she starts the song, and he starts playing her song on the piano. And she looks at him and is like, "But we're going to be disqualified." And he just has this look of, "I don't care. You need to sing this." It's not about winning. It's about 
like us. And he's, oh, and he says something that I actually really liked at the end of this movie. He says, the best song isn't always the one that wins. That's really good. And I, I actually really enjoyed that. It, it's something that I wish a lot of movies do. Cause in every movie besides like it, most movies, the underdogs win the competition. Yep. Like almost always. It's a big trope in all these movies. And there's occasional ones that break it. Like, I think in a couple of the Rocky movies, he doesn't win. Yeah. <laughs> if we talk about Rocky, we'll talk about that. But yeah. he, he loses quite frequently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, like, in this one, because they switched the song, they get disqualified. But they still bring in a lot of love and support for Iceland. And they still bring in a lot of love and support for their hometown and the people they love. And everyone just loves their performance and it mm -hmm. becomes the highlight of that competition, even though they didn't win because they're disqualified. But I actually just really love that because a lot of times in these movies and stuff, someone does break the rules and they get away with it. Yep. <laughs> well, another running joke going on in the movies in the beginning of the movie, when they sing that, was it rah rah ding dong or zha zha ding, zha, zha, ding dong? Uh, they they talk about uh, Wilfred asks the crowd, "Do you want me to sing the song we're going to use to try to get into Eurovision?" They're like, "No, play zha zha, zha ding, ding dong. dong." So at the end of the movie, you know they they're finally together. It's wonderful, and they're playing at their local bar again, their pub there, and they're playing great songs, having a good old time. And then uh, Secret asks, "Do you want to hear the song that we?" Uh, at Eurovision, it's like no, players are not ding dong because they just they don't care. They want to have a good time, and it's it's pretty it's pretty good. Which they actually do. Uh, Pharrell's happy at the end. Oh yeah, they did. They they were yeah. playing like their weird rendition of because <laughs> yeah. we're happy. Yeah. It's it's pretty good. Um, and they did end up getting together. They ended up having a kid, but then the weird thing where. Both of their parents also get together. Yeah, so it's uh, <laughs> interesting, but you know what? For the movie, eh. <laughs> it's it's whatever. And they're both performing at their dad's and mom's wedding with which... with the ridiculous circumstances that happened in the movie. I'm like, okay. Oh, the song <laughs> we couldn't think of earlier it was "Double Trouble." Double Trouble. What? Tiesto's got a version of it. Yes, this is one of my favorite DJs. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is basically the gist of the entire movie, though. Um, we didn't go over every single detail. We didn't go over every single scene. Just a lot of the highlights and a lot of the deep downfalls of it. But let us know what you think about it. Um, do you have anything more you want to say about the movie? Uh, no, that, that, that's Eurovision. Um, <laughs> I guess let us know what you think about it. And uh you know, be prepared for next week. Yes, which next week I picked a bad movie. And this is a movie that is generalized to the public looked at as a bad movie. And I it's I think it's a decent movie, um, but it's also really bad in comparison to its space material. So we are doing I Am Number Four. Um, it's the Alex Pettifer, Timothy Oliphant movie. Um, this is from my all-time favorite book series. Um, so we're going to go into that and it's a book series. That's it's not pop. It's like this movie came out trying to get on the same hype train as Divergent, Twilight. Games, Twilight, all uh, Harry Potter, all these other books that were t teen books that became popular movies. And this was a decent movie when it came <laughs> out, but it was, but nobody read the books. See, I, I definitely see 
I'm one of the ones that hasn't read the books, and I definitely kind of wish I did. But we'll talk about that next week. But it is it's worth giving a watch. And I think uh, if you want to read the books beforehand, go for it. But going into the movie blind, I it's feel better. like you get a different perspective and it, it kind of gives you a more genuine feel because you're not expecting certain things from a book, which I mean, sometimes you can't help, but it's uh, it's definitely worth uh, looking into. Where are some places that we can stream this movie? Steven? Um, so Cinemax has it. Um, AMC also has it. You can also rent it on Vudu, YouTube or iTunes or Google. Um, so which, make sure you watch it before next week's episode. <laughs> yes. So that you can go in and have a good time. Yes. And we can talk about that. And I will talk about the books a little bit too. I'm not going to go into grave details about the books because obviously books into movies, it's never going to be an exact iteration of it. It's always different. There's always differences to it, but I'll talk about some of the things they did really well. And I'll talk about some of the things they did really bad. He's not going to read into it. too much. <laughs> But yes, thank you guys for joining us. This is New and Nostalgic, and we will see you guys next week. Bye! Goodbye. Love you.